Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. So recently I was having a conversation with a member of one of the programs that I work with, currently work with, and we were trying to um, create a game plan for the players during the holiday break that was uh, coming up. And there was a lot of concern about how do you maintain a heightened level of engagement through a time where, you know, players are usually removed, usually checked out. And at the time, the current culture at the time was that of we're responsible for what we do when we're in season, but we should be able to kind of like more so take the approach of anything that resembles a break as some time off. And what I try to get the players to understand is that's one way to look at it. But often champions look at each opportunity or every opportunity as a way of developing a winning edge and advantage. And a lot of times when you look at your competition, when you look at those who are at the top of um, playing or your division or champions, I believe a lot of times those gains are made in doing things that other teams and players aren't willing to do. In fact, I believe that players go to these programs and the culture is so steeped in to how they do things that other players just naturally subconsciously follow along with the expectation. And I think that if you're a program that you're trying to shift the current landscape or culture of your current program, then sometimes that buy-in can be a bit a bit more challenging. So what you have to do is you have to set a couple or a list of no matter how long or how short a list of core values and things that you want to drive home that you are or that you feel are non that you're not willing to compromise on. So it's hard to strike that balance or find that balance when you're talking about players going home for break. Like how do you encourage that? How do you extract that from the players and get them to buy in enough to where they want to do the work on their own? Because there's only so many things that you can do. There's only so many ways that you could um, try to motivate them and stay on top of them. At the end of the day, they're adults, right? So, you know, I was, you know, I was thinking back and forth about, you know, what to or how to be able to utilize those seven weeks. You know, do you challenge them each week? Do you find a different way to engage them. You know, my challenge to the coaching staff was, okay, well, if you're trying to get them to operate differently, then how are we going to hold ourselves accountable for operating differently? Right? It's easy. It's always easy. It's easier for us to project our desires and things that we want to see happen onto others. But what are we willing to do ourselves? How are we willing to 
be met in the middle of what those new expectations are? Are we going about the offseason differently? From a player standpoint or from a staff standpoint, if I'm a player on the team and you're trying to get me to connect and buy in at a different level, to execute, to commit at a different level, what are you willing to do beyond the lip service that you're giving me about how important it is? What are you willing to do to be an example of that? How are you willing to challenge yourself to be creative with how you engage with me during this break? What are the things that you're putting into your to-do list throughout this seven weeks that's going to inspire and elicit some kind of inspiration or commitment to what your vision is for this upcoming season, right? Because I think ultimately that's what it's about. You know, subconsciously we're always putting out signals of what we prioritize or what's important. And team sports is no different. So where you'll find that a lot of times, especially coaches, we operate from a space where it's easier for us to be able to see those flaws in others. But do we have the courage and the conviction in what we believe in to hold ourselves accountable to that heightened standard as well. That's the challenge. So anyway, I started thinking about, okay, well, how do you, how do you find a way to engage these players and really get them excited about, <clears throat> really get them excited about how those gains or how those sacrifices during the break or during the time that we, they would usually just kind of disconnect. How do you encourage or enlist some kind of ins- some kind of inspiration that keeps them disciplined in order to make those gains. You know, the first thing you do, you know, you have to draw the the relevance of these seven weeks and how it applies to those games in the season. You know, the first thing you have to do is you have to get people to understand, players to understand that it's not so much the quality of the play, the quality of practice, the commitment to practice, the conviction of whatever the mission is for the season that makes, that ultimately makes the biggest difference. It's what you're willing to do during the off time. It's what you're willing to do when you're by yourself, when no one's there to hold your feet to the fire. It's how much you're willing to commit, how much effort you're willing to put towards greatness. You know, and I have to tell you, I think a lot of times I've been a part of a lot of games in different sports. And I think oftentimes, and this is just something that I've, I've thought about recently, when you've given every single ounce of you and your committed and your in your commitment to pursuit or your pursuit to greatness, and, and you've given everything, every ounce of you, and you know for whatever reason you can feel confident that you've given more than most, right? And I mean individually but also collectively. When you, get, when you have given everything to the quest that you're on, whether that's to win a national championship, whether that's to win an MLS Cup, whether it's to win NBA Finals, when you've given everything to your craft and to the pursuit of that goal, I find that usually you'll find a team or a group of individuals or individuals in general that's willing to give a little bit more in the throes of competition because of what they've had to sacrifice in order to get into the position they're in. And I think teams that do just enough, I think teams that check out for seven weeks and then come back and then, okay, now we're gonna take the work serious. I think those teams, when they're met with moments of resistance that really challenges them, challenges them 
through perseverance and having to dig deep and rely on one another and fight for one another. I think those teams, because of the limitations or because of the range of what they were able to or what they were willing to sacrifice during moments like those seven weeks off, it's easier for them to give up. It's easier for them to turn against one another. It's easier for them to, if things don't go their way consistently, kind of shift their mindset and operate from a space of negativity and this isn't going to work or we're not going to be successful. I think a lot of that has to do with the effort behind what you're willing to sacrifice. I mean, just think about it and, and just think about it as it relates to relationships, right? Those relationships that you have that you've had to evolve the most or give the most to are those relationships that are harder for you to let go of even when you know they no longer serve you, especially when you know they no longer serve you. In fact, the relationship is an aspect of the mourning process. You know, your mourning that is no longer or whoever you're with or whatever this relationship is about has changed. But you're also mourning a lot of the effort and investment that you made. So you're gonna fight a little bit harder than you would before you decide that the relationship is it salvageable. Same thing, same thing in, in performance space. The more you give in your pursuit of greatness, the more you give in your pursuit of being a champion, the more it takes for you to, while in the throes of competition, develop a defeated mindset. As my phone goes off, sorry about that. Real time, real time over here. So what I was trying to get the players to understand is that that's, that's the first step. The more we give during this seven weeks, that's gonna show up, that's gonna show up big in, in season. Because subconsciously you would have already invested much more than you did the year previously. And there was a lot of games that came down to the wire, difference makers. So I decided I came across, I came across something uh, in one of the books that I was reading and it talked about, talked about the seven functions of the mind. And I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. One, I automatically drew my mind, I automatically drew my attention to it because it was seven, right? Seven weeks, seven functions. And what I, what I decided that I would do is ascribe each week to one function of the mind. And I would do it in a creative way. I would find a way to either mail them or put together a video that represents each one. And we would connect and communicate once a week. And I would use these seven functions of the mind as a way of keeping them engaged as a group of people or as a group of uh, players, but also challenge them to look within themselves, do the work internally to become champions. So here are the seven functions of the mind um, as it relates to um, the reading. All right, so the first is choice. Choice. What do you choose to think and what do you choose to do in this current moment? The choice is yours. Who do we choose to become in this moment? What commitments are we not just seeking to accomplish, which ones are we committing to? What's the choice? As it relates to the team, the, the, the work began with, okay, who are we going to choose to be this season? What kind of team 
are we going to choose to be, right? Because once we get clear about who we're going to make the choice to become, then we'll start making sure that we're prioritizing the characteristics of someone that would be defined in the terms of accomplishing that which we choose to put as a goal for ourselves for the season. So you first have to get clear about what your choice is. So function number one is choice. Function two, refusal of temptation. Listen, we're we're always going to be met with um, opportunities, conversations, events, parties, things that distract us from the goal. And I think there's a lot to be said for a healthy balance um, when you're pursuing or when you're going about life 100%. But I also think there's an opportunity where we can be better through discipline. So when you're going on, or I was telling the players, when you're going on this break, you're going to get the same pull from the same influences. Where are you on the degree? Where are you on your degree of refusal? How can you become more disciplined, not just as a player, but as an individual? The third function, yearning. Yearning to be better. Right? That's something, that's a youth thing. Right? No one can project a deeper sense of yearning on anyone. That has to come from within. So how can we trigger that or how can we inspire a deeper connection with yearning? Right? Is it having... Uh, visualization practice, seeing it, feeling it, holding it, touching it, arriving at such goal, does that deepen the yearning? Is it enrichment or enriching the relationships between players before they go on this break? Is it doing activities that draw them together? Is it extracting intensity and intention out by giving them a grand goal, a big goal? Right? How do we how do we deepen that yearning? Right? Number four function, function number four, repulsing, repulsing, repulsion, repulsion, sorry, it's early, repulsion, right, of negativity or bad influences, right? So, again, we, we talked a little bit about that when it came to refusal, refusal of temptation, but repulsion is more about the negativity and bad influences, right? Whereas refusal is more about anything that kind of takes you off track, it doesn't have to be anything negative or bad repulsion is more about specifically speaking to those things negative thoughts um, negative conversations with people who may not necessarily believe to what you're committing to or the big goal that you and your team have so be disciplined in deciding which one of those things or where those areas are that you could remove the fifth function preparation so what lies ahead what lies ahead preparation how can we prepare for those moments throughout those seven weeks where we're going to feel lazy, when we're going to be met with temptation, where that yearning is going to, um, that yearning is going to wane back and forth. You're not going to always be at a high level of yearning. So how can we prepare? How can we make sure that when those moments arise, we're at a place where we're at, we're at a place where we feel prepared and we're not arriving at that moment? ill-equipped, ill-prepared to be able to meet the demands of that moment. Number six, you have to have a clear purpose, a guiding principle. So what's the purpose? How does the purpose align with the choice that we made prior to the beginning of the break? If that choice is to become champions, 
then is that enough to inspire purpose? I would believe so. But if not, what else can we put, what else can we attach with that goal that we're going to choose to commit to as a team of individuals, players coming together, forming a team, whatever that goal that we choose to take on, is that goal large enough to give us a deep, rich sense of purpose? Does it give us a, does it, does it give us a mission, right? The last function, function number seven is ascent. To be free of deception about what's inside or outside of your control. So ascent, that's a big one, right? Because I think a lot of times I'm always trying to remind players throughout the season which aspects of the games they can control and which aspects of the games they can't control. And to no surprise, a lot of times really highly competitive athletes believe that they can ultimately control more things that are often outside of their control. So just getting players to realize and to land on the fact that, okay, these are certain things that you, although you think you control, they really are not within your control. By you having some of those honest conversations and allowing them to land on the reality of what they what they do, what they are able to control, it allows them to play with a certain sense of freedom. The offseason is no different. If you go into these seven weeks with a clear understanding of what's inside and what's outside of your control, then what's going to happen is that your commitment, but the quality of your commitment, the execution of your commitment, is going to have, you're going to create an opportunity for you to be far more consistent. Because if you're not triggered or, or, or taken out of balance by things that you believe that you can control, showing up and throwing you off your balance or distracting you or causing some kind of resistance, if you feel like those are things that you can control, what happens when you lose your way, right? You, you quickly jump into that judgment mind. You quickly jump into, you know, the frustration that comes with, you know, the disappointment of this one thing happening or this circumstances or this situation showing up. Right, but if you're clear about, regardless of what those things are, but if you're clear about, hey, you know what, that's one of the things that falls into the category of things that I can't control, then it can be easier for you to not only stay on task, not only stay on task, but it, beco- it, but it becomes much easier for you to get back on balance when that moment, when that moment has come and gone. So I want you to try to see if, see if and where you can apply these seven functions of the mind. And I want you to commit to, I want you to commit to, it doesn't have to be seven weeks, but maybe just look at, maybe just look at your life objectively and figure out, okay, where, where, which one of these functions um, resonate with me um, in this moment. And if it resonates for you, then I assume that's for a reason. I assume everything is for a reason, especially things that speak to you or that tug on you. How can I how can I crowd in more of that function into my life intentionally? So the seven functions, choice, refusal, yearning, repulsion, preparation, purpose, ascent. There you go. Breathe life. See ball, think ball. Cheers.